welcome back to our second episode of Anime Countdown. By the way, we're still in the market for a new name, so if you have any suggestions, feel free to leave them in the comments. As always, I'm your host, LB, and I'm joined by my cohort, CT. Good evening, everybody. Or good morning. Or I don't know when you're watching this. Maybe it's noon and you're having a nice lunch. <laughs> So the subject for today's countdown is one that we came up with on the fly while recording episode one, and that would be series that we watched and enjoyed, but we will likely never watch again for various reasons. As always, there are some caveats to our choices, so first off, let's make it clear that neither one of us is speaking in absolutes here. While the series we list are not likely to be ones that we won't, are not likely to be ones to, that we will watch again. It's impossible to say that any of them listed here will never, ever be watched again. It's just that there's something about each of them that makes them unlikely to be revisited in full. Uh, was there anything you'd like to add to that? Uh, well, not specifically to that, although I thought we might want to have a short conversation that I felt like this category would be a bit hard for me in general because I don't tend to do a whole lot of rewatching of series uh, generally except when I'm bringing other people into the shows which is literally my my caveat for saying oh well uh, you know if someone else were wanting to watch this thing I would watch it with them because I want to encourage people watching anime in general and I enjoy the group watch uh, with them, and that tends to be the way that I go about it. I, I picked out, I was able to pick out certain things anyway, but I was sort of curious. It, it sounds like you uh, quite often will revisit a, a number of things, and, and I was wondering, is, is that something that you watch a few of them just because they're favorites? Do you try to reimmerse yourself into things that you feel like you just have an indistinct memory of and want to firm up or uh what what's your kind of rewatchability like generally when i rewatch series and i actually rewatch series frequently i am one of those people that if i enjoy a series once i will find time to go back and watch it again at some point that's just kind of how it's always been my wife and i have a list of like maybe 10 to 20 series that we both really enjoy and whenever we're bored we'll just stick one of those on and we'll re-watch it endlessly we're just kind of like that together uh so yeah i enjoy watching re-watching series quite a bit i like going back to them so yeah if i choose to not re-watch a series there's probably a pretty good reason why. Right. And uh, <laughs> amusingly, uh, at least ever since uh, starting to, you know, the the uh, seasonal age. So when I started watching anime seasonally, my rewatching sometimes uh, uh, came up where I would rewatched the same episode during a week multiple times because I'd watch it by myself. I'd watch it with a friend. I'd watch it with someone else. When 
I was done when Space Brothers was done uh, running or Your Lie in April, things that were popular enough. It was kind of funny. I'm, I may have rewatched all of the episodes four times by the end of the broadcast of the show because I was re experiencing and, and re immersing it simply with other people. But, you know, I only went back to Your Lie in April once at another point. Uh, uh, and it's not like I can rewatch Space Brothers all the time, even if I want to. I want to use that to bring other people into the show. So my my tendency to rewatching, I'll I'll much more likely go and do that with movies. So for instance, I'll have a yearly rewatch of Tokyo Godfathers. That's my Christmas movie. Or uh, Wolf Children. I will watch uh, on Mother's Day, and I will watch it with my mother. So uh, I I can do appointment viewing with the movies. I think, but I think it's a a lot harder with the shows uh, in point because all of our piles of shame are, are large enough. And I'm like, but I could be watching a new thing. It's, it's a little funny and it makes this category a little weird for me, but uh, still fun to work with. So as always, we're limiting our selection to our top five, though there probably will be some honorable mentions sprinkled in along the way. Uh, It's also important to keep in mind that neither list is in any particular order. We're just kind of spitballing as we go. So with that said, let's go ahead. Let's jump right into our lists. What is your series that you put in the number five slot? Uh, I was trying to think of sort of weird, I was trying to think categorically again. What, what is the category? Why would I not want to rewatch something? I I didn't have a uh, distinct way of, of doing that in this case, but, uh, something came to mind as just sort of a show that hit a number of ways in which I enjoyed the show while it was running, but made me not want to I, I don't think there's a reason for me to revisit or even particularly to share it uh it's actually a fairly recent show called kokoku i don't know if you uh either watched that or uh, know much about it uh amusingly i feel like the uh the, <laughs> the show was almost outdone by its opening my my reasons are varied and one of them is pretty uh personal uh i was i enjoyed it it had kind of some hard sci-fi concepts with it with time stopping and alternate realms they were exploring an interesting thing there's basically a a family power a stone that would allow uh them to stop time and then people who were in that time frame could live and interact with each other and in a way, they were in a stopped world. And stuff like that is fascinating. Usually it's just used as a superpower uh, uh, in one thing or another, an ability. But in this case, they explored it as kind of a worldscape and what happens to people who can't escape that frame of reference. Uh, but the problem, I think one of the problems is it leaned into certain hard sci-fi concepts, and I enjoyed some things about it, but I think there is a bit too much fumbling with it. So wherein I would usually, like a well-crafted hard sci-fi story, to me becomes something to re-experience and bring to other people, one that 
just kind of fumbles around a bit too much or ends poorly, then becomes, well, okay, maybe not. And most of it was pulled together, but the end result was something where, you know, I enjoyed it, but, uh, but not enough that I feel like it's worth going back to. But it has one other element that uh, <laughs> the character designer for this is uh, someone named uh, Yasuomi uh, Umetsu. I, I historically associate him with the anime Kite, or Kite Liberator. Uh, Kite was, in fact, my first anime DVD. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and that seemed to solidify uh, his style. Things that he did prior to that, and the, and there were a few, like uh, Megazone 2, 3, Part 2, was a bit more interesting. I couldn't see how it was Umetsu, but he hadn't really solidified around his style. And unfortunately, a lot of the stuff that gets covered in his style are things that in the end, I'm like, eh. Most recently, the show Wizard Barristers, which was kind of an embarrassment in general. It's like certain things where, let's say that someone leaned out to uh, Akira Toriyama to do the art for it, but if I don't feel like the work if I'm bothered by the Dragon ball elements that are dragged into something, I'm less likely to want to experience that something. And in this case, the show has an, a kind of off-putting, semi-uncanny valley effect, even for a uh, for you know an anime in general. There's something a little bit off-putting about his character design and the way that they're animated. It's much better at, at just being an animator. Uh, but when uh, when his art is used uh, in the character design, it, uh, it 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 has a side effect that kind of makes me not want to uh, re-experience it. So it's uh, it's it's kind of a weird one. Uh, I certainly enjoyed the show. Uh, the OP was great. The ending was good as well. The the OP was my favorite for the year. Uh, <laughs> but. The the overall the core at that point was it was not something that I felt ripped off watching like Wizard Barristers was, but in the end, I'm just left with elements that I don't want to go back to. Yeah, I'm actually not that familiar with this title. It sounds familiar, but I don't remember really hearing much about it before. When did it air again? It was uh. 2018. Okay, yeah. I, I could swear that I have heard about it, but this is the first I've heard of anybody like really watching it and talking about it in depth, so... Hey, if a part of it made you curious, you know, be my guest. <laughs> you can let me know what you think. So, alright. So, my number five is a series from a couple of years ago. Uh, I don't remember which year exactly. I believe it was 2017, 2018, one of the two. And that would be Kuma Miko. <laughs> okay. Kuma Miko you mentioned just a couple of moments ago about how you watched that series and you didn't feel particularly ripped off by it. Kuma Miko actually did kind of make me feel a little ripped off because they just did such a poor job sticking the landing. Right. 
the series itself was really cute and really fun. This was a series that we were watching weekly on the Otaku Sphere podcast when it was still running. Right. That was in and, 2016 then. Yeah. So, and we were really enjoying it all the way up until the last two or three episodes. Uh, and that's where the series just absolutely lost it. And to this day, I have still not forgiven the series for not sticking the landing and for giving us such a really dissatisfying ending. So yeah, so to this day, I still have not gone back and rewatched that series, even though the first like nine or ten episodes are really good. I just don't want to get to the point where I may accidentally watch the ending again. Yeah, uh, another recent example for me similarly was something like uh, Cato, The Right Answer. Uh, That was another one where I was really invested in it and the sci-fi concepts. Again, hard sci-fi, but then when it just... I think three episodes from the ending, it went so far off the rails that I just got angry with it. I wasn't going to put things like that on it because in my mind that pushes it towards the, I no longer have enjoyed this show. I don't quite feel like that's where you're at with Kumamiko, but for, for something like Kato with me now, I couldn't possibly watch the beginning of it without thinking about the stupid ending the entire time. So there's no chance that I would do anything but hate watch a show like that <laughs> if I went back to it. So, all right, let's go ahead. Let's move along. What series did you put in your number four slot? Uh, so this one, again, I'm searching around for different ways in which I would not like some something and trying to think. And it's like, okay, is there one in which there's an art style uh, that, you know, was, was either off-putting enough or, you know, just annoying enough that it would make me not want to re-experience it? I may have enjoyed it once, but it's not something that I would want to go back to. And this might be influenced because I like the author and I like the work, but uh, uh, a lot of people just couldn't watch the show Flowers of Evil due to its particular rotoscoping. For me, I could get through it. And and in some ways, people find that it fits the source material. And to a degree, I can uh, agree that the, uh, you know, the, the level of... Uh, grime in which the uh, series generally uh, revels in and the strangeness of it, you can see it kind of fitting, but I really like Oshimi. I like Oshimi's art style. So even if it was not, uh, uh, you know, rotoscoping, it's just the, the design couldn't convey any of the appeal that I had of that. And I think the manga was a lot more effective uh, in it. Also, of course, there's a lot to the act two of it. Uh, so it, it it feels... I was trying not to stray too far into the 
well, the manga is better. So while I felt obliged to watch the anime, I would just read the source material again. But that that feels like it's pretty easy to get into. You don't read as much manga, so I don't think that will end up being a reason for you. But but for me, it's pretty easy to do something where if I re-experience it, I will reread the manga, and I do that a lot. So I I rewatch anime a lot less. I reread manga a lot more. Uh, but in this case, it's less about being able to read the manga faster. It's more that I it, I feel it's unfortunate the way that it's conveyed through the anime. And I think there's important parts in the furtherance of the story that the anime doesn't get to and won't ever get to. So, you know, if it had the whole story in it, my approach might be different. And I'd really only be talking about how well the the story was handled and you know how well the visuals fit with it but in this case the other the other part of it is i just know even if i were to go back into it i wouldn't get what i want out of it so uh i enjoy i enjoyed it well enough i know that i enjoyed a bit more because i had the source backing it up and really liking the source so you know maybe my opinion of the anime is bumped a little just because I already know and and enjoy the story, but for various reasons, it's not an anime that I would want to re-experience. I remember when that series first aired, I was working for another website, and my associate editor absolutely loved that show and it drove her absolutely bonkers that i didn't want to watch it <laughs> so were you just you were one of the what was it a uh, topic thing or was it simply the uh, you took a, a look at the uh at the character design, at the art, at the rotoscoping and were just like i i do not wish this upon my eyeballs yeah the latter <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't handle the rotoscoping uh, at the time, and so many years has passed now since that series aired, and it's obvious that it's not going to get a second season, so I just never bothered. Nope. No, not not at all. Now, I like that kind of thing occasionally. Uh, like, there's a Keanu Reeves movie, A Scanner Darkly, that very much did that, but again, Again, that's a thing that was built for it. It wasn't adapting something and just happens, you know, to utilize that. So I think there was, you know, because of the way it was conveyed, because they knew what they were doing going through it, they could build a bit more around that approach. And it's definitely interesting. I don't think I've watched Scanner Darkly more than once either, but... <laughs> I wouldn't be averse to doing it or, or sharing it with people. I think part of it is even though they leaned into it, uh, the studio was, you know, Zex, as he XCS, the director, I don't recall. I mean, the director did uh, Detroit Metal City. So you can see that there's definitely a, uh, a connection through, through that in the kind of, you know, the, the, way that the art style is is handled and the uh director has definitely done better stuff i i can't remotely believe that that director did mushishi as well <laughs> but uh <laughs> i'm so i'm not sure whether to blame the studio part part of it is i just don't think 
the the quality was there even if uh i wasn't even if the uh, rotoscoping the the style even if the style itself wasn't so off-putting to uh two people i think that it just wasn't handled as as well as it needed to be to to own it to stick the landing for that uh that that way of conveying the story so i so for me the next two choices that i give are gonna be on my list for similar reasons they're not exactly the same but they do have share uh, some similar qualities which made them get onto my list uh so the first one that i'm gonna mention would be both seasons of gunslinger girl hmm okay uh, I absolutely loved this show. I enjoyed both seasons, even though the second season took a noticeable drop in animation quality. The thing is, is that the series is so heavy that it's just such a tough watch for me. And I actually have tried to go back and rewatch this series a couple of times, and I just can't get past the second or third episode before I start remembering everything that I saw the first time that I watched it <laughs> and remembering, oh, crap, this is coming up. Oh, crap, you're, this is coming up. You're and getting... Uh... So I, and I just end up turning it off. You're you're experiencing uh, aspects of PTSD as you as you watch the beginning of it. So you've you've reapproached it, but you can't get through it. So it it's not specifically a you uh, don't want to. You don't feel an impulse to, but you just can't get through. Yeah, pretty much. Do you think that would be the same, for instance, for the Seed show that brought this up to begin with, which uh, was Happy Sugar Life? It, is that one where you you feel it might be the same thing? You may want to retry it at some point and just not be able to get through it? Or do you think that one is simply more... I know, you know, it's a it's all wrapped up in a bow. I know what's there. I'm fine. I don't, I don't need to uh, to bring it back to me again. Yeah, Happy Sugar Life is a series where if someone really, really wanted to watch it, I might watch it with them, but I don't feel a particularly strong desire to go back to it on my own. So yeah, Gun Gunslinger Girl is one of those that's been on my uh, need to watch. I forget if I watched any of it, but I'm pretty sure I own all of it, but I own a lot of things I haven't watched. <laughs> I need I need a time turner desperately. I'm fine if the only limitation is it allows you to watch more anime. Just, you know, wind back 10 hours and uh So, all right. Uh what did you put down for your number 3 series? Okay. Uh I actually wanted to I mentioned in the beginning I find it a lot easier to rewatch a movie. The you don't need as much investment. It's easier to rewatch a, a movie or a four to six episode OVA. I can, you know, rewatch Gunbuster where I, whether I want to or not. Most movies uh, I can. So I was trying to find something that I could use as kind of a challenge mode. Is there a movie that I enjoy that I simply wouldn't want to? Uh, I feel no 
compunction to go back to. Along the aesthetic line, as with uh, Flowers of Evil, I was also trying to think, is there something where aesthetically or, or, you know, conveyance in some manner that I also would be like, okay, I enjoyed it now, but it's off-putting enough or it's askew enough or I... I wouldn't want to re-experience. I get that way with some classic Hollywood movies. Uh, when you get, you know, the acting before a particular time period. And uh, uh, and it's just like, I don't like the way that they are acting. So therefore, as much as I could enjoy the story at the time, I don't want to go through their way of conveying the story at another time. Uh, uh, to bring it back in, like, you know, Mr. Smith goes to Washington or, or stuff like that. It can depend on the actor, but I think a bit more it depends on the acting for films in the 40s, 50s, and even 60s. I think the 70s really turned to, like, the method acting push that feels at home to me. Uh, so aesthetically, it's the same sort of thing. There are, there are a number of 80s movies I don't want to watch because, you know, like the hairstyles. <laughs> and I feel like aesthetically for you, 80s in anime is, uh, you know, we've already talked about that, is one of those things. So for me, I'm like, uh, 60s in anime just feels raw. 70s in a lot of ways is like, okay, is there something aesthetically that uh, that I don't want out of that. So in this case, I ended up combining a lot of things. The movie challenge mode, uh, something of the 70s aesthetic, uh, and a bit of, you know, the content warning kind of thing. Is, is there content that I enjoy but I wouldn't want to go back to? And I, I uh, uh, fell upon... You've probably heard of, I highly doubt you have watched, uh, there's a movie called uh, Belladonna of Sadness, and f also from the same director, and I believe same studio, another similar one uh, called Cleopatra. These are definitely interesting movies. They're very adult, uh, so they're erotic, they're violent, they're psychedelic. It's very heavy. 70s aesthetic and design wise they're a good experience and in fact for belladonna sadness i would probably suggest people try this sort of thing and and see what they get out of it but uh even though at, at this point you know it's a lot further in the past and i don't recall enough just looking at it again i'm like oh yeah 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 uh, i'm good <laughs> so that's where uh, that's where I, I hit that kind of thing. If the director was someone I connected with, um, then maybe I would have other reasons to go back and, and see it like, uh, you know, following a director through all of their works. But that particular director didn't really have much. He, he worked on, prior to that, he worked on Astro Boy and uh, Kimba. Uh, but the, I think the big things that he did were Belladonna's Sadness and Cleopatra. And then after that, he had an 80s movie uh, called Odin that was hot garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but that one I would be more likely to rewatch in an MST3K-like fashion to here, check this hilarious shit out. But he kind of disappeared from the scene 
after that. So I, I have no connection to that, you know, person. I didn't watch a lot of Yamato in the seventies. And there is nothing modern era for me to want to go back and, and experience these. So they're, they were they were definitely an interesting experiment, but it's kind of a trip wherein I decide that that particular drug for me was okay. I had my trip. I I'm fine. <laughs> I know what it's like. We're good. Well, I actually came close to including a movie on my list. Um, I didn't want to include yet another choice that is simply because it's too heavy and too emotional to watch uh but i did almost put grave to fireflies on (laughs) my list yeah well when we when we mentioned it in uh the last one i can i can certainly see you were mentioning it in uh in context with that sort of thing but uh I've definitely watched that one a few times, and I'm I'm a pusher of Grave of the Fireflies. Other people, and if it shows up at a Ghibli Fest, I am there. <laughs> so, all right, uh, my number three, like I mentioned with the last choice, it's kind of similar to the to the one previous to it because it's just so heavy and so dark. Uh, but the additional reason why is because it is just really hard to find these days unless you go to a Yo-Ho-Ho site. Uh, and that would be <laughs> now and then, here and there. Oh, yeah. I, own that, uh, so I watched this series way back in my early otaku days. Uh, back in the days when I was just grabbing anything and everything that I could find and sticking it in my DVD player (laughs) and just mindlessly consuming as much as I possibly could. This, so the, that was the era that I picked this one up. I had zero knowledge of what I was about to watch, but I went ahead, I grabbed it, I stuck it in, watched through the entire 12 episodes over spread out over three volumes as was common back in those days. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I, to this day, I still remember burning emotions that this series made me feel. I still remember how much I hated Lala Rue, and <laughs> I still remember how bad i felt for the blonde girl whose name i believe is sarah i can't remember 100 percent, but i believe her name is sarah uh and i sarah remember ringwalt the the uh, girl who's mistaken that... for lala rue yes yes that's that is sarah ringwalt okay cool i thought that's what it was but i wasn't 100 percent but yeah, I still remember the burning emotions that this series made me feel. And if I were given the chance to watch this one again, I don't know that I would actually do it. Right. So it's not it's not precisely, you know, a uh, thing where it 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 hit high enough to be enjoyed but not high enough that any particular element becomes compelling. So it it ends up being just a an average fair it, do, it doesn't have a selling point, or is it because there are a couple key negatives to it that make you uh, uh I wouldn't say that it's not 
because I thought that it was average. I thought it was well above average, okay. but I do believe that some of the heavier elements, the sexual assault towards the middle of the series is definitely a tough a tough scene to get through especially if you don't if you didn't see it coming the first time knowing that it's coming might change that and it might actually be a little more numbing because of it uh but like i said i just haven't i've never taken the time to like test that theory right well hey do you you may, just by for merit of putting this in a list right now, that may have uh, triggered something where you're, where you're going to test it. I might. Uh, it's been many, many years since I've revisited that series. But then, uh, you're, but then you're violating causality now. It wouldn't be one and done anymore. We'd have to re-record <laughs> the podcast. This is true. <laughs> but... Uh, I was I was thinking I was trying to use that as a uh, category, which was was there something I really liked but had like one scene that's so bad that would make me avoid the whole thing because of it, which which you seem to be implying in here. I could not, yeah. Even if I don't like something, there there's usually the ability for me to you know, mentally block out to forgive a work for one particular scene or one particular premise or one particular something, I'll be like, okay, I'll accept it in light of, yes, that now, because the rest of it is so good anyway, and that's what I want. Uh, so ultimately, I, I couldn't pick that out as a uh, as a category. That but yeah, totally, I can definitely yeah, hit you. Yeah, it's totally fine that... I definitely wouldn't say that the series was a complete turnoff because of that one, because of the rape scene in the middle. It's definitely the scene that if when you watch it, it'll stick with you for many years afterwards. It's really difficult to see something like that and not have it stick with you. But yeah, like I said, it's... I. It's because of things like that and other things among the series that I just haven't felt the burning need to go back to it. But who knows? Someday I might if someone wants to watch it or I just right. happen to stumble across it somewhere. That's that's another thing I thought would make this challenging for me because I know a lot of people are like, oh, that is so sad or so raw. It, I like when things plumb into psychological darkness and murky depths and weirdness and just complete melodrama and uh, uh, tear jerking, whatever. Uh, I kind of revel in that sort of stuff. So therefore, that seemed like another way in which most people don't want to revisit something that, that to me I wouldn't apply. So uh, even in even in Flowers of Evil, like I said, you know, it, the source I love, <laughs> reread the anime, it's how it conveyed the, the source and what it's missing from it that makes me not want to go back. So uh, so I'm, I'm working around those kinds of limitations. 
So, all right, let's go ahead. Let's keep going. What would you put down as your number two slot? There is one thing where if there's one element that I hate hard enough will make me not want to go back, not want to re-experience, not get through things. Usually it ends up being a not get through things, but... uh, And that is my utter hatred of a particular character. Usually it comes down to some annoying mannerism. Sometimes it can be their personality, but I'm usually forgiving of that. But if they're just so fucking annoying, (laughs) then I'm pulling an extremely recent example for this. It almost feels like a semi-cheat because it's, you know, stock shonen, and that's not usually what I'm big into anyway but because of the fact that it was simply a huge community experience uh because some of the elements of it are you know quite compelling visually and otherwise uh i'm talking about uh demon slayer kimetsu no yaiba so that obviously exploded in the community appreciation uh i love ufotable uh in general I think the action was done really well in this, whereas I'm usually not terribly sold on uh, on most of it from your your battley shonens. And obviously, a lot of the art history was uh, was there, even when they were leaning into CG. It was done well rather than done, you know, real damn poorly, which uh, a lot of shows get into. But I fucking hate Zenitsu so much. <laughs> so much so i know that if they when the anime continues i cannot continue anymore i felt obliged here but i'm like okay whatever else i want from it uh i mean that nezuko may be my light in my life but uh uh i i can't i can't get there i'm i'm sorry zenitsu is in the way if if i know that he is killed in a savage fashion, like guts strewn about the landscape, dead forever, will never come back. I will watch it to the point where I know he's dead and go beyond it. I can I can get that far to enjoy him being viciously slaughtered uh, and never have to hear his voice and his dumb cries and his dumb everything ever again. But really, I figure I'll just, whatever I want out of it, I'll just. I will I will just read the manga and think fondly of UFO table. Uh, <laughs> I can't handle them. I mean, uh, Asta from Black Clover was bad enough, but that I just immediately dropped. There was nothing to the show for me. But I was invested in Demon Slayer prior to uh, Zenitsu showing up. But man, he is ruinous. So uh, I'm, I'm sorry, show. But uh, but we we have to uh, be divorced. So yeah, I can never go back. Demon Slayer was one of those shows where I really liked it. Uh, I never finished it. I just got busy with real life stuff coming up, so I never got around to finishing it. Uh, I plan on going back to it at some point, but I will definitely have be keeping your comments in mind as i watch it next time (laughs) how how far did you get before it got away from you about halfway okay 
So you certainly had enough of him, and and I heard you giggling a lot. So uh, uh, I I think you fully understand where my hatred of him uh, uh, comes through. <laughs> so all right, uh, so my number two. The reason why it's on the list is that okay. You know, I listen to a lot of dubs. I watch a lot of anime dubbed. It's just something that I do. I enjoy it. I'm not going to apologize for it. And yet, um, we are still friends. Yes, somehow, some way. <laughs> but this series has one of the worst dubs I have ever heard in my life. <laughs> and... I because I normally watch series dubbed, it be it basically eliminates the series from ever being watched again. Uh and that would be Tears to Tiara. Hmm. Okay. Tears to Tiara has one of the worst dubs I have ever heard in my life because it's high fantasy, which is totally fine. I really enjoy a good fantasy series. Sure. But the problem is, is that the director decided to let every actor in the series do their own impersonation of what they think an Irish accent should sound like. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so God, every no. character sounds like they come from a different region of Ireland. Of Even uh, the ones who different... are directly related to each other and supposedly grew up with each other their entire lives have <laughs> vastly different accents. Nice. So, so everyone, everyone is from a different region of not Ireland, but instead England or Scotland or New York City pretending to be Irish. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> and it is so, yeah, it is just one of the worst dub tracks I've ever heard. And this is going back to like early 80s and 90s dubs. This was a bad dub. And so I will likely never be able to watch this series again unless I watch it subbed, which is possible, but not as likely. So, yeah. Because, again, but, you're you're going to be shell-shocked just remembering how awful the other experience was, even if you're, uh, even if you're listening to it in Japanese. Somehow the back of your mind is going to have some bad Irish accent from... Uh, <laughs> Is it is that sort of it? The uh Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Just I've actually I remember tell I saw this series subbed originally. I did watch it in Japanese uh when it first aired and I really enjoyed it. Uh and I remember later on uh I was sitting around a gaming table in Oregon when I was living there and someone was asking me about anime and asking me about fantasy anime and I mentioned, Oh, Tears to Tiara, you should totally go watch that. I believe it's on Netflix. It's no longer there, but at the time it was. And then I went back and I and I rewatched the series dubbed with my girlfriend at the time, who eventually became my wife. And I actually and I actually went back to my other friend and was like, "I'm so sorry that I recommended <laughs> that to you. Please don't watch it dubbed. I swear it's good subtitled, but don't watch it dubbed." And he's like, "Yeah, too late." <laughs> no. Yeah, so that was a poor experience for me. But yeah, just 
that's the reason why it is on the list. It's just because it is one of the worst dubs I've ever heard in my life. Damn, that was the uh, that that was the first White Fox show. So they they who went on to do you know Katana Guitari, Steins Gate, they've they've been doing uh, ReZero. So mm-hmm. they do a lot of stuff, but of course they wouldn't have done the dub. Do you know who did it? Was the, Sentai. Uh... Okay. Yeah, it was Sentai who did it. I don't remember who directed it. Uh, I'd have to look that up. The the dub or the series? The dub. Hmm. So it uh, so even though it was basically a modern era, it wasn't this decade quite, but you know it was uh, two thousand nine. But yeah. the the quality was back to the very beginning of bad dubs, which was oh yeah, everything Absolutely. from the eighties and nineties. <laughs> so okay, That's... so all right, so we've gotten through our first four. What is your number one choice for uh, for this topic? Okay, this one is a bit of a journey, uh, and that's because what I was doing was I. I picked, I'll mention the first one that I picked, and then I was like, oh, and there's this other one. And I started sensing a theme out of it. And then I didn't want to get, you know, I didn't want to start with Kokoku and then have four things that were all very similar or had similar reasons. So uh, uh, I'll, I'll start you with the, the first one, which uh, was uh, Maria-sama Gameter, which I liked a lot. And uh, I like uh, uh, generally slow progressing stories. Uh, I enjoy, you know, character dramas and romances. This is, of course, foundational Yuri stuff. And I'm, you know, fine with all, uh, uh, you know, going into Yuri series in general. This particular one, though, it just I usually don't have a pacing issue, but it's, it's long it's very slow. It's about, I guess it it's something like six total core worth of episodes. One of the seasons is basically five long OVAs. So there's a lot to it, and it doesn't feel like there's a whole lot of uh, character and relationship and advancement. <laughs> at, the, at the very least, it's snail's pace. And I'm like, I, I, I couldn't see myself revisiting it as opposed to simply going and taking in uh, different, uh, you know, romances. Uh, and then I was thinking about it. What, what else had that sort of effect? And I thought about, uh, Kimi ni Todoke and that again, you know, I liked, uh, an awful lot, but there's a lot of time spent and not a lot of distance, uh, gained. I think in part uh, that one, you know, I consumed it very weirdly i was just sick over a weekend so i was off work and i was sick doing nothing so i just tore through that series uh when i couldn't sleep i was just watching the show so it was it also had a weird uh thing in that right and uh again like like when i brought up flowers of evil you know that this is another one where okay i have the manga and it goes further and it does more and I can read it faster. So because the source is available and preferable to me, I wouldn't revisit the anime. So I didn't really feel like settling on that. And there are a couple other series that were, again, also in, you know, the shoujo romance uh, direction 
that I'm like, oh, I really enjoyed these back in the day. But thinking about them, it's like uh, uh, the ones I was thinking of were Full Moon Wosagashite and uh, Kodomo no Omacha, uh, Child's Toy. And both of them have a weird side effect in that the manga was much smaller than what the anime got to. The, the manga for Full Moon is 35 chapters, but it had 52 episodes. <laughs> and Child's Toy had 54 chapters and 102 episodes. I mean, usually there's a couple chapters in an episode. <laughs> there, there, there's usually a lot more. I, I'm very foggy on what happened with them. And I just remember, you know, liking them, but both of them were in a kind of uh, time period where I would simply pursue a- anything and everything. And so I'd go through, I'd rip through this series, I'd grab VHS for all of them, I'd go, you know, we'd go into Chinatown and I'd grab 10 more tapes uh, uh, and, you know, 20 more chapters of this and another series over here and trial this. So I remember liking it, and I was certainly watching it with friends as well, and it was comedic and funny, but I... All of these things have a kind of romantic development as well that's like do you really get as much out of it when you already know the ins and outs of them? So that that seemed to be a, an overall theme uh, between all of them. But Kodomono Omacha ended in length. And I expected that length would be something that would uh, be a lot more off-putting in general. Like, oh, this is way too long. I don't want to revisit this because I don't have time for 100 uh, episodes or or it's just a, a mental block that makes you not want to go in. Uh, so, for instance, Urusei Atsura is nearly 200 episodes. I'm unlikely to ever rewatch the series as an entire series, but I'll rewatch movies. I'll still introduce people to it. I'll watch elements of it. I'll go pursue episodes. I'm not off-put by it, so I didn't want to count it for that. But there was one in the end that I decided on that I really like. I fucking love the author, uh, which is uh, Mitsu Arachi's series Touch. Uh, this is an 80s series, but it's... Uh, God damn, it's like a, it's over just over 100 episodes, and it's got like five films associated with it. it it's very classic very long. Thankfully, the series has the chapter count that unlike uh, Kodomono Omocha, it, it doesn't feel like it's just doing whatever the hell it wants in anime form and the the source didn't go there. It has the, uh, uh, the source to back it up, but I simply don't want to go through that. that that's when he was... That was his first long series... It's when he was very uh, new in certain ways. Uh, I'm familiar with his humor and his other shticks. I might go back to something of that era like uh, Miyuki, uh, uh, which is shorter and interesting just to get a feel of it. But I don't want to go through the tale, even if I like it, even if it's classic. I don't want to go through it. And more to the point, uh, series like... Uh, cross game just perfected the baseball thing and a series of his that was longer than both of those 
uh, called H2 was also really damn well done, and it never got an anime. So one reason I wouldn't watch Touch was I would be pissed off the entire time that it's like, why did they never make an anime of uh, of H2? And why am I not watching Cross Game? <laughs> Let alone, why am I going to watch, uh, subject myself to 100 episodes of this? And that's the series, by the way, if, if you've seen it in the uh, recent year, they were doing Mix. That's a baseball anime. That's literally a uh, sequel to Touch. So uh, you don't need to watch the original, but some people have gone back and watched it, or at least watched enough of it before going into Mix. But uh, Mix is a bit in- inferior as well, but at least enjoyable. And that's modern Adachi rather than, you know, 20, 30 year old uh, writing of him. So, uh, so there's a weird amount of things i i know where the romantic relationship uh is been i know how the sports progression has gone it it's way too long but no matter how much i enjoyed it and how much i love the author in general there's just other ways that i will get better so this series i'm i'm just not going to go back to it because there's better stuff to do, even precisely on the same line. There's better crafted baseball storylines, there's better romance, there's uh, better ways in which he kills off characters, which he does all the time. So uh, <laughs> in in my Uber category leading through, that's that's was the journey, but and that's where I ended. But I, I got to semi-cheat and throw a bunch of... Uh, uh, what is it? Runners up in as well. Uh, all right. Uh, so my number one. There's a few things that you need to know <laughs> before I actually get into what my number one series is. Okay. Uh, the first thing you need to know is that I don't really believe in hate watching. If I don't like something, I will just drop it. Right. That's kind of just how it is. Life is too short for bad anime. The other thing to keep in mind, though, is that when I find someone that I really like, I tend to stick with them. So, before I get into my series, I need to tell a little story. Basically, a few years ago, it was after Firefly... Uh, Joss Whedon had a new television series called Dollhouse, I believe it was. That it was. Uh, and, yeah, and I remember watching it and not really loving it. But because it was a Whedon series, I was sticking with it for a lot longer than I probably should have. I because... stuck with it just for Topher, because Topher was the best. <laughs> But, yeah, so, but because I enjoyed Whedon's previous stuff, Firefly especially, I stuck with this for a pretty long time. Eventually mm-hmm. I gave up on it, but I stuck with it uh, pretty much out of, lo- out of this weird, twisted loyalty. Fast forward a few years to the anime world, and I discover Akiyuki Shimbo. Hmm. 
Okay. Who I realize has done more co-directing than actual directing, but even still, he has worked on some of my favorite Shaft shows from the last, you know, decade or so. Uh, decade or two, actually. So when he came out with a new series that was apparently going to be the next big thing, again, I stuck with it, even though I really probably shouldn't have. Uh, And that series is the only series I can think of where I actively hate watched it all the way through just because it was Shimbo and I was certain that something good was going to come out of it in the end, I was wrong. And that series is Sasumi-san at Gambaranai. Okay. So, yeah. So this series is bizarre for absolutely no reason. The visuals are off the charts, even for a Shaft uh, Shimbo show. And I remember watching it at the time thinking, okay, anytime now, it's going to get better. (laughs) Anytime now, it's going to get better. Next episode, it's going to get better. And it never, ever did. (laughs) And I felt so annoyed when I got to the end of the show and realized that I had given up about six hours of my life that I could have devoted to anything else. Right rather than watching this show. And so, yeah. So that's the reason why it's number one. That's the reason why I will never go back to it. And this is one of those shows where even if someone said that they were interested in it, I would probably attempt to talk them out of it. (laughs) Well, you've made me curious. (laughs) We might have to have that conversation. I'm like, huh, I didn't, that one got by me. (laughs) Admittedly, it's probably not terribly available. I don't think I've seen that licensed or covered anywhere. Do you know? No, if it's, uh... I don't. I believe it's possible that someone licensed it. If they have, oh, High don't Dive remember. has it. High Dive has it. Oh, oh. and I so, have. So yeah. Dive. If you <laughs> want to check it out, then you know what. More uh, power have, to you. I have but... way too much stuff I know I want uh, to watch. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm very behind on my seasonals as well, so uh, I'm not that curious. But uh... okay, but yeah, that is definitely the show that number one. Simply because I've never hate watched a show except for this one. So, all right, I think that about wraps things up for this episode. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you very much for joining me again. Uh, I hope that you'll stick around and check out our next show whenever it goes live. So thank you very much. Have a good night, everybody. Night, folks.